Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Warning. The Outsider's Edge contains strong opinions, unconventional views, and contrarian stances. Listen, if you dare. Hey, yo. like me but this your boy Rance aka Ray Cash and I'm with another edition of the Outsider's Edge. Before we even get started let me apologize I got the crud so my voice ain't right but you know we're gonna get through this together but since I am not a hundred percent I had to go and find both of my brothers. The whole crew is here the family's back together. Carl and Kyle are both here today. Gentlemen it's been a long time. Shouldn't have left you. I mean, yeah, you yeah, know you better know than, than to leave us unsupervised. We get up in Japan again. We brought <laughs> in the new Japan, Japan crew. crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm don't worry. I'm here to make sure that all the trolling stops. Don't worry. All that's gonna stop right now. This is gonna be a wholesome show. I'm not gonna trash anybody or talk any shit about any roster member that I may or may not love. So, yeah, it's nice to be here. So what you're saying saying is we're canceling canceling the show show because, like, I'm pretty pretty sure sure that that the only only reason we do this is to throw shade on any and every roster member. Pretty much, yeah. Especially the fans. Yeah, well, I have, you know, always have beef with the fans. That's nothing new, so. You know what I love about you guys? I love that you guys have taken my crusade and you have run with it. Here's the thing. I don't even have to. Here's the thing. Okay. okay, I don't even I have to have believe in your crusade to just, just be on your side. It's kind of like, you know, if you're with a group of friends and you can all talk shit to each other. The second someone from the outside comes in and starts talking shit, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh-uh. That ain't happening. Only I can just talk shit to this guy. That's kind of how this goes, you know. We're just picking up. It's like I said to y'all earlier today. The family that shades together stays together. It's a beautiful, that's a beautiful, uh... And it's, it's a t-shirt. It's a t-shirt. That's, that's a t-shirt. Speaking of t-shirts, mm. let's get the plugs out of the way now. Social Suplex has a brand new uh, ProWrestlingTeach.com uh, store. On top of that, ChairShot, of course, has a has already has a um, ProWrestlingTeach.com uh, store. And we got some new designs coming on there. One of the designs is, um, I love this statement that me and Platt came up with. Jesus did the job. And his and his dad ran the territory. Shirts are coming. <laughs> Shirts are coming. I like uh, that. Yeah, I'm thick about it, right? Clever. If, if Clever. Jesus can do the job, you can do the job. Um, 
But yeah, I don't know, man. Everybody doesn't want to do business. Sometimes people decide that they would rather, you know, do business elsewhere. Journalism. Stop. I love you, journalism. Journalisming me right now. Um. So we're gonna try to. We're gonna start with some um, really current news. So today, two separate reports have come out. One from Sean Ross Sapp and Fightful. Actually, both of them probably are from him, but the other one I saw from Ryan Sadden, Pro Wrestling Sheet. But earlier today, it was uh, reported that the Revival might be turning in their resignations. Um, the WWE is concerned about it. Other sites took that and ran with it, saying that they did re- request the releases, but I don't think they have it yet, but there is the concern that they are. Well, just a, few, just, just a, little, bit, just a little bit ago, apparently... Mike and Maria Canellis have requested their releases. Who? I, I figured you would say that. Just, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's part of the course for you, sir. Um, and you're not wrong, because they haven't done much. Um, <clears throat> so, this is the timing is interesting, of course, for number one, AEW. Right? That's This, this will be the time I'd imagine that people who have a chance to go want to send fillers out to see what's going on with the company, where it's possibly going, where they could stand in the company, is that and the other. But secondly, it's interesting to me because both guys are getting renewed pushes. So, like, the Revival are front and center every week. They're the only tag team that's consistently getting time other than the tag champs. And they're the ones the story's about. And Mike and Maria, if you don't know their story since they've joined WWE... Um, they, when they signed, Mike had a very, very serious addiction. He went to rehab, got clean. That nobody, that nobody knew about. about. Nobody, nobody knew, knew about. about. Even He'd Maria been, didn't, didn't know about. about. Yes. He'd been living with it for however long he had been through Ring of Honor, Impact, all the other companies. And yeah, so he got, he got clean and sober and in the best shape of his life. Then him and Maria had a kid right as they were, they were starting their push. So I'm not saying that that's negative or positive or anything. It's just factual information and just recently Mike and Maria got moved to 205 Live where they were featured fairly prominently for a few months so the timing of this just feels weird gentlemen what y'all think uh you care if I jump in first time I never I haven't been on the show in a while so I just want to make sure all right well let me just do this then. so let's talk, touch on the revival first you're right. They've got uh, a sustained, like they've recently kind of got a little bit of a push. It kind of feels like they're always building up to something with them. You know, it feels that way. And I think that the problem is, and we talk about this a lot, we're, as Daniel Bryan might say, we're fickle. But at the same time, we're waiting for something to happen quickly. You know, so I think with the revival, every time it seems like they're knocking on the door, it seems like they're going to do something. And it doesn't, it doesn't quite happen. happen. It frustrates, frustrates people more and more. And you just point to the, the stuff with Lucha House Party or whatever, you know. You know but, but so I think that is kind of, of with the revival. revival I don't know, I don't if know their, their thoughts on it. We don't even, even know if this is actually true, true or not. Um, but it makes but it me kind of wonder if you're the w, from the WWE side. The only part I don't really buy about this is the WWE is concerned. I really don't believe that. And the reason why I say that is because one. WWE, WWE really, really doesn't make, make that, that much, much of an, of an, of an effort, effort to really showcase tag team wrestling. On SmackDown, they do, but Raw has been 
a wasteland. Who doesn't, doesn't see money in. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a wasteland. These tag teams as an opportunity to build future singles guys. Right, and so the revival, as great as they are, no one around that great tag team. But, and I hate to be the one to say this, but at the end of the day, you know, this is a business about drawing money, right? Are they? Are they draws? Are they going to bring in? Are they putting all the belts in the seats? I really don't think so. I think it's just a, they're more of a niche group that people love because they're kind of that old school style, you know. And they're really great tag team, you know. The chemistry is perfect, of course. But I think I don't think WWE is actually concerned because if they were actually concerned, you would think that they would have made it more of a concentrated effort to really showcase them. And they really, you know, it's just kind of been how it is on Raw the tag team division, just a clusterfuck. So it's so nothing it's new. Not I mean, I don't honestly. I don't. I don't you guys know I don't, I don't watch, watch Raw that much, that much. But I don't. I, I, don't I think are Rude and Gable still tag champs? I don't even know. Yes. So I mean, yeah, they are. The story. The story is that every week the revival lose to Rude and Gable by some nefarious means. One week they one week they pin the wrong guy who wasn't legal. The next week, um, Dawson's leg was on the ropes when and the ref pinned three. But right, under, right. the same ref saw somebody else's leg on the ropes that night and put it off. So they're running with the conspiracy theory that the Revival are better, but they just can't beat Gable and Jordan. But Gable, right, right. Gable, Gable and Rude, yeah. So this kind of has, you know what it has a feel of a little bit is the Neville situation. Right? The only difference is Neville is actually the champ. It's about to be, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, because if you think about it, like, the thing with Neville was he got tired of, supposedly, he got tired of losing the end zone, right? He didn't want to lose Enzo. He wanted to beat people that he was better than. He, at least, he didn't want to continue to go through with that. It's, it's what you hear. You know what I mean? It's, I think that's maybe what you're getting here a little bit. I think it, but I think it's more of the, the only part of the revival requesting a release that would make sense to me is what you were talking about before about WWE doesn't generally prioritize tag team wrestling and Dash and Dawson are both very vocal on record about Give tag, give tag team wrestling, wrestling a chance. chance. Tag sure. team wrestling can draw money. Blah, blah, blah. blah. It, would it would absolutely, absolutely make sense, sense to me if they got, got tired of the thought of no matter how good we may or may not be, even if we get pushed, we'll never be more than like a side show. Right. I mean, I get, yeah, I get that. I think I should see them wanting the opportunity to prove that they're more than a sideshow, but at the same time, like, they make a fuck ton of money and they get featured on TV every week. How many teams can say that? Well, let's think about this for a second, so like, okay, the reason, I think part of the reason why Vince and others don't see the money in tag team wrestling is because they know they can literally throw random people together and make tag teams and people love it. The bar, perfect example. And right now, what's that? New Age Outlaws. Right. New, right. I mean, just red. I mean, right now, with, I mean, we don't know, but Miz and Shane. I mean, Shane is people still love Shane and the Miz. You know, he's the Miz. He's a, he's a draw. So like, they don't have to outside of the New Day, which obviously push merch and money and that kind of thing. And the Usos. What are we really talking about on the main roster in terms of someone that you look at and say, oh, this team that has always been a team, and even the New Day wasn't always a team, but you get what I'm coming from here. Like, yeah, it's. Are they really going to move the needle? And I'm not, this is no disrespect to Revival because if I had to pick a tag team, I think it's probably outside of the Usos. I think they're probably my favorite team to actually watch in a tag team match. But, I mean, I just don't, 
If you're WWE, WWE, I don't think you're concerned about this. So that part of it, and I'm not saying this is false. They might be totally concerned. But that part of it, of the report, eh, I mean, I don't know if I'm buying it. I mean, I don't know if I buy any reports anymore because how many of them are fake? Yeah, sure. Or proven false or, like, the company intentionally misleading you. Right, sure. Or misconstrued. You know, the the dirt sheets have become the new kayfabe. Definitely. 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 I, I, I want to point out one thing, and you you kind of you kind of went towards it, Carl. That talking about Neville, and I'm not going to talk about why he sat and won his release, but because there's numerous reasons why. But the the interesting thing to me is he had to sit for a year and a half. Yeah. Because they knew when he left, he would go to New Japan and go over there and try to be a big draw or whatever, much like now him going to AEW and all, all, almost automatically being put in the world title picture, right? Sure. Well, I this is the dumbest time as a wrestler to request your release because you everybody in the building knows if you're trying to quit now, you're going to Jacksonville. Right. right. stupid. So why would you choose now? Get the mania paycheck. And then go after that. Why would this be the time you want to do it? Yeah, because especially with AEW's first show not coming back, or their second show, technically, you know, you know what I mean. In May, yeah. you got well, two months or a month or so in between there. Well, not to mention Vince notoriously petty. If this part of WWE is concerned, is even remotely true, not only will they send your ass to the Largo Loop. They will, they will let, let your, your ass tour to Largo loop till your, your contract, contract expires, expires two years from now, now and, ain't and ain't nobody even, even thinking about, about your name. You're not wrong. Well, and, 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 and we need to talk about there, so why matters a lot of the times, right, in situations like this. So it's not just, well, the revival are underutilized. Well, why are they underutilized? Is because they have, and while they might be, like you said, outside of the Usos, the best in-ring tag team in that company, they have, they they get the, they keep the level of interest as much as like dry paint. The boring is all fucked. They have no gimmick. They have nothing of interest other than wrestling. Yeah, yeah. So if you're not watching a match with them, why would you care about them in any facet? Mm-hmm. And this is, it just harkens back to the same old bullshit. And we're going to probably shit on fans like we always do. But if you think about it, the thing about the revival is it's very much, if this is a fan-pushed movement. It's very grassroots in a lot of ways. Like the people that you always hear mad about it, you're not going to hear eight-year-old Jimmy in the crowd upset at the revival. All he's worried about is if John Cena's going to show up tonight. And fucking give someone the AA. He's not worried about the revival. Those people that are worried about the revival. And this is just goddamnest truth. Is are people that are in our, you know, that are kind of like us, that are hardcore wrestling fans, that understand how great they are as a team. But at the end of the day, like we say so often, and I haven't been on the show. I hope you guys still carry the torch for me. It's still a business. You know, and if they're not moving the needle. So, well, and the well, thing is, the same, the same people who bitch about it are still going to the fucking show. Like, well, that's never going to stop. That's never going to stop. 
Like, they're like, so yeah, fucking dumb. They got, they got, but the thing but the is, thing those is, same people don't, don't fucking understand, understand that as long as you're still going to give them your fucking money, money, why should they, they care, care what you think? Listen, I don't have to name names, but there are people we know that on Twitter or whatever, outside of outside of this group right here, the three of us, that will literally sit and bitch about Raw every week. But it's like, you're literally still watching. And we know you're watching because you're sitting there bitching about it. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like and that's, that's like they like, will break down all three hours of the show. show. And hey, and hey I, do I do it. And there's times where I don't even watch it on bitching about wrestling. Okay? okay? But, but at the same, at the same time, time, you know, you know that, that consistently, consistently the people that really love wrestling are always gonna come back to it. Even if you hate WWE's product right now, you're still gonna sit and watch because it's like you're waiting for something better to happen. And the funny thing is we haven't even touched on Mike and Maria, which I think speaks to how irrelevant they've been essentially since they've come. And that's not all their fault. We know Mike got his issues. Sure. But what I mean by that is, you know, the issues with Mike and stuff, that's kind of, you know. But they're requesting their release makes a lot more sense if you think about if you think about even taking all of his issues away. If you think about where he was in the companies he worked for Prior, prior to signing, to signing. And, and where he, he is, is right, right now, now being on 205, even, even if it's a renewed, renewed push for him, for like Rance pointed out, I could, I could see where from a talent point of view, you might feel like I'm better than this. If I left, I could be used better than this. I'm out. Right. I don't, I mean, I don't actually, there's no, I have no ill will towards any of these guys. Maria Mike, especially, I mean, it is what it is. it is. Mike has Mike had his has issues. issues. He's come He's back, back from them, seemingly, seemingly at the moment. He looks, he looks fantastic. fantastic. Good for Good him. For if he feels he like he like can get a get better, better paycheck, paycheck somewhere else, jump to AEW. I mean, the man, the man over there is a billionaire. So, so go see what go you can do. I don't even think for Mike it's so much the paycheck as much as it's being used. Yeah, sure. I, he, he's pretty much been doing enough. Well, and as well, the, only the only person who, who at that time anyway, um, had been had watching Impact, Impact. Like, like that was that the height of, of the Broken Hearties and all that. that. I was watching, I was watching for that. that. No, right. I was watching too. Bennett, 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 the miracle Mike Bennett, was a high-profile. Like when he and Maria first debuted with WWE, I was very excited because the miracle Mike Bennett. I will, I will stand, stand for that. The, the co-main of their Bound for Glory that year was Mike Bennett and EC3. And EC3 just came off for that long title run. And that's just impact. When he was in Ring of Honor, he was a part of the of one of the top stables in the company, the Kingdom. So, yep, like, yep. he's been utilized very well in other companies. So I'm with that. So I guess to put a bow on this whole situation, my question to you guys is, if these reports are true and either or both uh, have requested their releases, do you think this is the beginning of an exodus, if you will? Here's why I'll I'll say, I'll play play devil's devil's advocate advocate and pretend pretend that it might might be. be. And here's why I'll say it might be. be. When's the last last time they did any spring cleaning? Sure. Been a minute. They They used used to do do routine routine releases releases of people who weren't being being utilized or who they hadn't hadn't used in a while or or didn't have plans for or whatever. They haven't done that that in a hot second. second. Well, the payroll. They keep keep adding brands. 
Yeah, well, I mean, they're making more money, money too. They, can keep people. they are they making are more money. You're right. right. No, you're no, right. right. But I'm just but saying, I'm like, like, they used, they used to, to let people go, and so, and so you never really saw people asking for their release because if you weren't being used, your ass was probably out the fucking door pretty soon. Yeah, they hold on to people more often. And, and wrestling, wrestling at the end of the, the day, end day is an ego-driven, ego so, like, so, like, industry. industry. I could totally, I could totally see, see some people's, people's egos, egos getting to them, them like, man, I'm better I'm than better this. Than I could be I could doing, doing better, better than, this. than this. I'm out. But the, but the rumored guys, if we're going to include the revival in the Canellasis, the, the rumored guys besides them are Zack Ryder and Ty Dillinger and... You know, people See, like this, yeah, yeah, and this. Yeah, I'm sorry to cut you off, but this, this isn't exactly this isn't exactly Moses leading the Jews out of Egypt if they all leave. Okay, it's I mean it's it's what are we talking about here? Thank you. What what are we talking about here though? You know, and I'm not hating on. I mean, of course, I've never been a big Zack Ryder fan, but an Exodus is like the least word I want. Like the least like the least effective word. As for me, it's more like a. Mm, this is gonna sound terrible, terrible but taking out the trash, trash. like none of these like, guys are doing right. anything, you know. But I, they may but have, I success have success somewhere else. else. I'm not saying they won't. They'll all be successful because they've all shown that they have something about them that gets them over. But the question well, is, the do we think more people will? Revival, I was gonna yeah. say the thing for the revival, for example, the thing that gets them over is something that will make them a shit ton of money on the indies. Because on the indies, all you need to be is a good wrestler. Sure. No, you're absolutely right. Which is why I worked in which is why I worked at NXT. But I just I just I'm I find the whole fast I find the whole whole idea of you know people work people are sheep in mass. So two hundred people will want to do one thing and the second nobody will do it until one person says, Fuck it, I'm gonna do it and everybody else wants to do it. So there might be legitimately, I don't know, thirty people in that company who wanna leave. But they're like, Well fuck it, I'm gonna just keep on going. And then they see the revival leave, and then maybe that empowers them to say, "Well, I want to go too." And even if it is lower card guys, that's a story, because how many people willingly want to leave WWE? It doesn't happen. Cody and Neville are the only guys. Yeah. And Neville didn't want to leave. Neville wasn't being treated right monetarily. Oh yeah, oh, no, yeah. I was, no, I was gonna I was say gonna I think Cody's, Cody's really the, the only, only one, one that's, that's ever, ever just been just like. Been like Nah, nah, I get paid I enough, enough, I get I used, I just don't, don't like how I'm being used. used, I want to do, do something different, different. I don't want to be here anymore, anymore. can and I maybe right back. go? And maybe right back. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. right back. The, the difference, difference is, is like, like, I know people I know hate on Cody, Cody because Cody's not a five-star match waiting to happen, but like, unlike Ryback, Cody's talented and knows the business and knows how to work, so like, Cody's still working and successful. Ryback... It's just a dude. Robert has a podcast like we have. He's just a really big dude who gave a finisher to CM Punk once. And then got beat by Mark Henry at WrestleMania. Because he fell on him. But it's okay because this was post-Hall Pain, Mark. And if there's anyone that I will stand for, it is the Hall of Pain, Mark Henry. I do think, though, the next four months are going to be super interesting because you know there's going to be some people who want to, who want to stick around for the mania paycheck. Um, as well know, they should. As well they should because it'd be a fool not to. Um, but I'm really interested to see how this AEW roster rounds out because if, if AEW ends up being, I'd say 50% 
of WWE cast half half of WWE cast offs, they failed. Cause that's not the, that's not gonna work. It needs that's to be impact all, all over again. again. Exactly. Well, it's well, like, it's, okay, so just, a, just a, as an aside here, anybody that's going to go, and this is just the honest God truth, you know how back in the Monday Night Wars you had a lot of people jumping shit back and forth, right? If anybody from WWE is going to AEW, we're not we're not talking about the radical shit, okay? We're not bringing in, there's no Eddie Guerrero's coming to AEW. Or are we, Carl? Maybe Zack Ryder just needed that one push. Well, and he'll maybe. be the biggest guy in the business. <laughs> maybe, but maybe. I'm gonna take my chances on this and say probably not. Okay. Same you know, the, honestly, honestly, the biggest the biggest, the biggest jump, jump here is Jericho. is Jericho. I think that's pretty, and he's in almost fifty. Right, but and, and and if I can backdoor that, if they legitimately can get AJ, which I I'm ninety seven percent sure it won't happen, but if they offer him thirty days a year at two million dollars, you'd be a fool not to think about it. Right. You know, um, that would be a huge gift for them. I just don't see that happening. I don't either. But AJ, AJ isn't, he wasn't a WWE guy. He's become a WWE guy, but AJ understands the the importance of being enterprising outside of the the machine. He's become one with the machine. He loves the machine and, and God damn it, pal, Vince loves him. Vince loves the fuck out of AJ Styles. Get off but my he, television, television Vince. Vince. Get, off Get off my, my fucking, fucking television. television. There's the first mention of that that I'm sure will be numerous times tonight. Well, the next well, topic, the next is, topic is, falls, falls with it. Well, yes, so, but so, final, final bow on it, but final bow on the situation. I think it's just really interesting, and I think the revival and, and Mike and Maria could lead to a lot more people choosing to want to leave than we think. and But I will say, on the other side of it, the Blackpool car with the UK um, and, and how good that show came off, the opening of the UK Performance Center, the Phoenix Takeover Phoenix card, and the Royal Rumble card is like the best stay with us. We, 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 we know what we're doing over here right, that they right, can right, do. Right. In re- in response to AEW, sure, sure. But the but problem with that is going to be, be if the results, the results aren't, aren't the way the, way the stay, stay with us with crowd, crowd, you know, the, the know, way they the want, way them, they the want people them, want them, 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 them to be, it'll be all for now. Crowd match money, great, but you know how it is, man. If your boy don't win, crowd don't pay the bills. Well, the crowd does pay the bills, but they don't. Right. But Rand. It's my, it's my dollar, dollar. and that's and what that's I want, what to, I want see to see in these shows. Okay, Mr. IWC fan, show me a ticket that you actually went to a damn show. I pirated, I pirated that, that stream with my mother's, my mother's internet, internet connection. connection. <laughs> okay, well, give your mama a $29.95 for the month and shut up. <laughs> okay, this is an interesting topic, and I'm glad I got Carl here because Carl has a totally different perspective than me and you and I do. The rise and fall of Braun Strowman has become one of the most interesting stories, I think, that isn't being talked about enough. This dude was over, like, very few we've seen in a long time. Um, he was doing was things... almost Ultimate warrior S in terms of, like, how popular he became so quickly. In the moment, yes. I, no, I, I, I said at the time, check your boy out. wasn't sustainable, 
But he in the moment, it was a lightning in a bottle. Like, 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 yes, let's let's catch it, it let's strap, strap the rocket to it, it and then when the time comes, comes let's, let's detach that bitch. Never and got set the big it into orbit. orbit. Never got the big win. Now he's had he's had big wins. I mean, the dude still beat Roman more than Roman beat him. But he and never got the big win. Him throwing a chair is forever gold. Yes, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Um. But to see the dude at the top of his powers, not not get the title on, on numerous occasions, rebuild himself, and then not get it. And now, as Kyle put it earlier um, in a conversation we were having, to get cooled off because of numerous reasons, injury or Brock or whatever it is, and then to finally, once he got cooled off, for us to finally see his flaws, because he always had these flaws. He was never a good talker. He was never a compelling in-ring performer. And he was never interesting outside of the crazy shit he could do. You know? Now we see the flaws, and it's almost like people have turned on the dude. That's well, a hell of a yeah. story. I would, what I would happened? somewhat disagree with the in-ring part just because of the fact that his freak of nature status and like they tried to build up the things that he did well in the ring his speed the fact that he could do you know what i mean those kinds of things the the power the things that normally build up but i think the speed was always a big man absolutely i think those are some things that you could latch on to and we had this discussion you mean kind of got into a little bit of a a tip about it, but that was more about Brock Lesnar than it was Braun Strowman. Yeah, because you changed the subject. Well, like, Braun, though, I've never got... I don't have... The thing about Braun is, whether this is him or not, he always had his flaws, sure. But the problem with Braun is half Braun and it's half WWE because they had the chance to strike while they were on the top and at least see where it would take them. They chose not to, for, you know, for whatever, this is, we're not talking, this is pre-elbow injury. You know what I'm talking about. You, oh, yeah. Hey. Oh, yeah. The first time he faced Brock, one-on-one, correct. back at, I think it was No Mercy. No, no Mercy. Mercy. Yeah, that's what it was. If they'd have made him champion then, even if he only held the belt for, like, a month or two. Right. In the ongoing saga of building towards that Reigns-Lesnar mess that they had. At Mania, at Mania that, that year, year, I think I we'd think be having a totally, a totally different, different conversation, conversation about, about Braun, Braun because, because it, it wouldn't be the rise and fall of Braun. Braun. It would it be would more be of more like, like, man, remember, remember when Braun, Braun got that got first push and it was, and it was awesome, awesome and he right. just right. hasn't been able to recapture the magic? Sure. It'd be the Kane story, not the Big Show story. Exactly. Exactly. Which, Which, I mean, I mean you, know, you know, honestly, honestly in the end, both of them ended up being Hall of Famers, Famers but, like, but like uh, you feel you bad feel in bad either, either situation. situation. I just don't I just think, think, you know, you know with, with Strowman, it's just kind of an interesting... It's, it's, it's interesting because it's it's obvious, it seems pretty obvious that injuries and stuff like that, he's obviously fizzling out. We've discussed the fact that he can't really talk, you know. And here's the thing, and that's and I was talking about this with somebody else recently, not being, not able, being able to cut a promo, promo and not being able to talk is like plaguing. plaguing. To me, it to plagues, me it plagues a, lot a lot of guys. guys. It really plagues a lot of people. people. And you can, and I, you I, know, some of that. I put, I put some, some of that, that on how highly how scripted, scripted they've had, had to, become to become because sure. of their corporate, corporate structure. structure. Right. Because right. I think, 
you know, as you know, someone, as someone who's, who's got a little, little bit of a theater background, background talking, talking in front of a crowd, crowd especially, especially off the cuff, cuff improv, improv talking in front of a crowd, is the, it's the type of thing you can only get better at with experience. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm, a I'm a teacher and I teach and the, I same the same class four times in a school day. day. The, fourth the fourth time I've done, done the same, same lesson, lesson, I am way better, way better at it right. than right. I was right. the first, was first time, time I did it. Just because that, that repetition, repetition getting, getting to practice it, getting to go through it, you can only get that with real reps. And being given scripted lines isn't real reps. You're either good at the delivery of these fake motivations that they give you because wrestling storylines aren't deep like that. Right. Or, or you're not. You're not. And, yeah. so and so I think I part think of the part reason why so many, so many especially, especially the faces, the faces because faces are inherently are less, less interesting, interesting. I think I the think reason so many of them struggle to talk is because we don't they they're no, they're longer, no longer able, able to, give to give them the talk freedom, freedom they need. They need. And, that's and that's why so why many of the best talkers are the ones who spent so long elsewhere. Where that's, where that's not, the, not case, the case, where the spotlight's, where the spotlight's not, as not as intense, because, because Samoa, Samoa Joe's, Joe's been cutting promos in front of a camera, camera for, 15 for 15 years. Ambrose. He knows what the fuck he's doing. Dean yeah. Ambrose yeah. has been cutting a ca- promo in front of a camera for a decade. He knows what say, he's doing. You can even say Daniel Bryan, who didn't talk much, but still had to practice. Yeah, like, yeah, like they've, they've been, been doing, doing it. it, you know, you know AJ, AJ, yeah, AJ's, AJ's never been charismatic, but like but working for TNA, TNA, he had to he cut had his, to own his own promos. promos. So, if he, so if he can make his own uninteresting promos somewhat interesting, he can make the vanilla shitty given sound interesting. Sure, sure. I think it kind of, this is something I was just kind of thinking about while we were talking about this, is a lot of what you notice now, and you guys, I know y'all see this, is... There's so, There's so many, many fans, fans now that want to see, see everybody, everybody be at the top. At the top. It's, like, it's like, we want everyone. everyone. Like, if like we think they're deserving, give them the belt. Give them the belt. And it used to be maybe five, five, five ten years ago that WWE would hot potato, 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 potato the shit out of titles. titles. And what you're seeing right now is a push to where they're real careful about who they give the belts to. There's a reason Brock Lesnar's been holding that title forever. I don't care for Brock. Brock. Not, this not, isn't this anything, anything new. new. But there's a reason that he held the title for as long as he did. There's a reason why AJ. I think AJ. There's a reason why I think Roman Reigns would have held the title for quite a while. Pete Dunne. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, these are great, like, great names. Like, yeah. And I don't think that there's anything inherently wrong with having longer title reigns. I think the problem that WWE's had is they haven't been able to find the balance of Okay, okay, when is when it is time for us to, for cut, us to this? cut this? Right. A lot right. of them, they have let, you know, AJ's, AJ's most recent reign is a great example of it, where they, they let him run with the belt, belt for so long that it that ended up ended coming, coming at the expense, at the expense of, of the opponents, the opponents they were trying to build, to build for him. What's well, a baby thing? Baby faces with long yeah. title reigns is always bad. It really is. Like, it should be... If you're a heel, you should have the belt because someone needs to be chasing you. You should have it for a long time. That's why I think Daniel Bryan, if you put, like, his current character, you know, if he holds the belt for a year, I think it'll continue to stay interesting. Because one, he can have great matches like AJ can. But two, he's got this, you want to kick him in the teeth all the time. You're just waiting for him to lose that belt. Whereas with AJ, he can only cut the same, this is the half of AJ Styles promo over and over and over and over. That's why I want to feel, I mean, that's why I want to feel Miz to be... WWE, WWE champion was right, because, right. like you, like, could, do you the, could do the all that all shit that with Maurice and, and like him having all, all that shit like you could perpetuate a cocky, a cocky asshole, asshole with an entourage, entourage and a TV, and a TV show, show 
as your as champion, champion for as long as you needed to. Needed to. He yeah. proved he that, proved once, that before. once before. He will he find will every, every chicken, chicken shit A-list, A-list way, way to walk, to out, walk the out the building with that, with that damn, damn title. title. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't I know, guys. I mean, do you guys think that we're actually, do you think it's, you think Braun's toast? I mean, what I mean by that is not released on the face. Do you think it's over for him? Like, he's not going to, I think he's going to win the title still at some point. I just don't know. I do, too. I do, too. I just think he's a good example of someone that everybody could see. You have lightning in a bottle. You should strike before. It disappears, and, it disappears, and yeah. by the time, by the time they, they're going to finally strike, strike, the momentum the will be gone, and we'll all think, we'll like, think like, oh, if they'd have made him the champion a year ago, this would have been huge. But now it's just, okay, he's strong. Bray Wyatt? Like, I mean, it feels a little similar to that. You know, like, you've had it. Take it and go. You know what I mean? So let me look at it from, let me look at this from a different perspective. Um, See, I am of the belief that if you're ever at a point where it's, it's one thing if your if your career is derailed because of an injury, or if your career is derailed because you changed a gimmick, right? But if you're the same dude doing the same things, and they love you at one point and then they fall off on you, that's that like all this has shown me is that Braun should have never been champion in the first place. Now I'm saying that acknowledging that. He should have got a run. I think he should have got a run with the title. But I don't think he should have ever been champ. Because not only were the, were the flaws evident then, the flaws are evident now, but I just feel like everything always evens out. And let me give you an example of what I mean. Um, I've explained to both of you guys ad nauseum about how I feel about Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch is probably the hottest wrestler in the WWE right now. But as for I believe that... While she's over, she's tremendously over, and while she's insanely deserving of her spot, the cheers and adoration aren't earned from a character standpoint. Right. And the way she's, the things she's doing and the way she's acting are so drastically different than the Becky Lynch we've been, we've come to know. It doesn't feel authentic. It doesn't feel real. It feels like, to me, I'm sure her fans will say otherwise. Is that's fair, but. And then the the character she has where she's she's becoming ingratiating, where she always needs a combatant and she's always looking for someone to troll or to attack. It's a try it's, it's a try hard bullshit or what it is. Like I mean right. at a certain like, point. She's trying so hard to make her so Steve, Austin, Steve Austin and, and like she's Irish she's she's Conor McGregor and Steve Austin had a baby. But all of that to say this, that you can see that yes, there are times when she's still getting the same reactions, and then there are times where the crowd's like, "Okay, we're just here, we're just here." Yeah. But yeah. I, I told you, Kyle, that six months from now, the crowd's gonna turn on her, and I feel that way only because when you look when you look at some when you look at some of the guys who have gotten sustained top level cheers recently over the past ten years. Cena, Punk, Brian, to an extent Roman, Seth, Dean. Like, when you think of these guys who had sustained, consistent cheers from A or the fan base, the one thing they all have in common is, on screen, they earned those cheers. 
We watched them go through trial after trial after trial. And they didn't get the one big moment like that. Their big moment was stretched and stretched and stretched and stretched and stretched. Becky got it all overnight. Well, I think you would, I think, well, I think you would, I think people are going to argue that I already know it because what they're going to say is, well, Becky sat, did nothing for for eight or nine months. However, the difference between that is, and where I would take your side on this, is that they had to completely flip a switch with her. It wasn't Becky for the first eight or nine months that sipping the tea that had the big moment. It was Becky flipping. Becky turned heel. In order to get yes. there, you know what I mean? And I think with you know people I mean? like Rome, Roman's a great example. Like Rome, Roman's great he went through this for, you know, God, he's been faced forever. Still, you know? still going yeah. through it when he comes back. So, yeah. I mean, it's kind of one of those so, things, I mean, like, kind of those I get where things, you're like, coming from, and I I've, 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 actually, you're not alone in your thoughts that Becky is starting to get old. You may seem like it, because sometimes it's just us, right? I know people that I know personally, on a personal level, I watch wrestling, I don't get on Twitter and forums and all that stuff. That will tell you the same thing. That it's like, all right, we get it, Becky. Like you can out Twitter everybody. Like, and she's great. Please don't don't parse my words and not think that I don't like her. Becky's amazing. Absolutely. And that's. But I think here's the one thing you got to remember about about Becky. It's not like she's out here crushing people who are like A pluses at Twitter. A pluses at Twitter. You know what I mean? I mean, Ronda Rousey is the worst. Might be the worst Twitter user of all time. Well, and, and the mic after Oscar. Well, and the mic work thing. I mean, if you saw Ronda Rousey's segment with Sasha on Monday, if you put Ronda in the ring right now with anybody who's got good charisma and knows how to work the microphone, they're gonna outclass the shit out of her. Sure, because. Sasha made, Sasha made her look a fucking chunk. That'll, that's, that's that'll change in two weeks. That'll, that'll, change. that'll change. make her look like a little shit. This bitch, like she is. Shit. It'll be over. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm not, I, I, I don't disagree there. Like, I disagree there. Like, not at all. But, yeah. France, one thing but, I will France, go back to that you were saying about, you know, injury. To be fair to Braun, like, that elbow seems to be a recurring problem. He is still apparently not fully cleared because of that elbow that he had operated on for the second time. So it's not even like this is multiple injuries to different body parts. He has a nagging, recurring major injury to one of his arms that is probably even worse than what they're letting on. See, what they're letting on isn't good. What I think the problem is with this is it is a recurring injury. I think they they should have... I don't know if this is him or WWE, so I'm not, don't, don't, don't so take this out of context, whatever, but either him or the WWE should have, should have made the decision to say, okay, you're going on the shelf show. Like, I'm not talking two months, you come back, whatever. You're going on the shelf, like Sami Zayn is on the shelf. To me, that falls on the company, and here's why I say to me that falls on the company. These are athletes. Is an athlete ever going to pull themselves out of No, they can't get out of their own way. And so to me, that's why it always falls with me. I totally understand you're an adult and you need to take responsibility for your own health and blah, blah, blah. But I mean, we're all sports fans here. We see it in our sports of choice and the teams that we follow all the fucking time. Somebody had this nagging whatever injury and realistically, you should have just shut it down. 
down for like the first month of the season. But no, I'm going to play through it. I'm going to play through it. So you play like shit all year long because you never sat out. But if you'd have just sat that one month, you'd come back playing like an all-star again. And to be fair, the first time they sat him out and he really was gone. This time, this happened right after Roman had to leave with leukemia. Like, yeah. that's the worst luck. Oh, they had bad And the only other guy... Right. And the only other guy you had at that level at the moment was Braun, it was Braun Brock, and Seth. And Seth was in a, in a, in a, in a, in a thing with the IC title, which is why you end up having to turn Ambrose to get another... Like, so that's thrown so... We, we still, I don't think, have come to grips with the ramifications of Roman's injury or his sickness. Sure. And how much sure. that's changed everything about I think that. That, that kind of harkens, I, I don't know how much you'll like this, but I, I think it does kind of harken back to the fact that no matter how much we love some no of these wrestlers on the roster, there just aren't enough guys on the roster with star power. And whether and whether that means that WWE needs to do a better job or that these guys also need to do a better job says a lot because the company should not live or die on an injury or a sickness. It just shouldn't. You should have guys waiting in the you wings right, a little bit, you know? A bit, you know? But, but to put it back full circle, the question is, are we giving them opportunities? Because Kyle has pointed it out ad nauseum in his entire conversation. We were all crazy about Braun. Yeah. He was light in a bottle. And nothing's changed about him. But we're cool on him now. Like, why can't we stay sustained with somebody forever? Yeah. You know? Well, I think like, some of that goes I back to. I think some of that goes back to. We're all millennials we're here. All millennials what here. era did we what grow up watching? Grow up yeah. watching? The, attitude yeah. the Attitude Era. If you had a title for more than a week in the Attitude Era, some shit was going down. They must have built it for something. This motherfucker's had a title for 16 whole days. Like. In the Attitude Era, it attitude wasn't uncommon era, to see the same title change hands three times on the same show. So I think, I I think, think if you bring a hardcore 24-7 title to a three-hour Monday Night Raw, shout out to Ricky. Ten champions in one episode. Shout out to Ricky and the hardcore title. Ten champions in one episode, and three of them are crash out. I think this is the perfect segue. I think we're talking about building stars and new stars, and the next topic is literally about someone that everybody's been clamoring for. Well, you, well, you take over because this is the one thing that I know you were excited to talk yeah, about. Yeah. So let's just talk. Let's just jump right in. We know that Braun had his title shot taken away. They had a match later in the evening to decide who was going to face Brock at the Rumble. It turned out to be. I'm not going to lie. I'm an old man. I fell asleep. How was that match? Right. I haven't seen it, so I couldn't tell. It was it was I mean it was it was a decent little, nice little fun match. It was it, your standard fade of four way fair. Before I once they once they said once that Finn had to wrestle Ginger to, to keep his spot. I tweeted before Finn is gonna beat Ginger and he's gonna pin Cena and that's exactly what happened. Okay, I haven't watched the show, but it's just it's it's so easy to see because Cena's the guy right now that he's kind of putting people over. He's really kind of like passing torches. That seems to be what he's doing right now. He needs to pass yep. his ass to a fucking barber. <laughs> I won't argue with that. He needs to pass the Clippers. He's turning into Ernest. He's turning into Ernest. 
You know what I mean? I don't care that he's got his hair grown out, but he's got this gross comb over part thing going to try to hide that massive bald spot that he's got in the back of his head. And it's really fucking gross. And as like, I'm not even one of those gay people who's like, oh, I got to get manicures and shit. But like, man, you got to get your hair game on point a little bit. Well, here's the deal. He's about, he is one deadpan in the camera and saying, burn, 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 burn from becoming earnest. I swear to God, okay? And if you don't, if you haven't seen any of those movies, John yeah, Channel reference, fine, but I, oh, I know. Shout out to those who know. Shout out to those who know. Ernest scared stupid, baby. Yeah, so let's jump to Ben Balor, because this is a guy. And I'm the, I'm the, listen, I'm the first to tell you right now, I could give a D-diddle shit about Ben Balor. I love him, I love him as a human being. I don't care about him at all. In okay, and that's and I'm gonna get shit on for that. I've been getting shit on for that. Nah, man, no, you won't. Not from me, you won't. Uh, well, fair enough. For Prince Devitt, like, right? Flex with Prince Devitt. Then kind of bored. Well, let's just be honest though. Well, let's just be honest. We seem to be in the minority on this. Ben is. No, 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 no. We are not. Most fans feel like you feel. But they have convinced themselves that, well, I like Prince Devitt, so that means I gotta like Finn Balor. Right. <clears throat> well. So that's what it is. Well, you guys have made the distinction that, well, he's not doing Prince Devitt things, he's doing Finn Balor, who's essentially a GQ model with a smile. That's interesting. And that's, this is the, this is my problem. This is, this is, this is, this is kind of problem. my problem. First of all, I don't have an issue with Brock and, issue and, with and Brock Finn, because I think it'll be a much better match than Brock and Braun, as matter of fact, I know it will be. Braun well, is. Brock does too. Brock, Brock likes Brock working with the little Brock guys. Exactly. The match will be great. Brock will great. sell his ass off for Finn's shitty offense, and and Brock and will suplex. Brock He'll basically suplex, break Finn over his knee like Bo Jackson. Okay, that's how that match is going to go. It'll be fine. It'll be 15 minutes, I'm sure. 10, 15 minutes, whatever. It'll be good. So that's not my thing. So that's not my problem with all this is just the fact that I don't understand. I don't know, guys. I'm just me and Finn Balor. It just doesn't work for me because it feels so telegraphed as it is. I would. I understand everything about him is pandering, and I don't know how to put my finger on why. But everything about Finn Balor's character is pandering. Right. Something. Right. And I'm not quite sure what it is, but something about it is just like this really gross, really gross thing. It's hard to explain, right? And that's kind of why I have it. And I just, for one, I've never, like, one, I'm not one to harp on, like, how good of a wrestler you are necessarily because I've liked tons of wrestlers that were not good. That's not a really a thing. But I think the problem with, with I don't feel like, I hate the fact, I understand they bring it out for special occasions, but I hate the fact that he's just Finn Balor's smiley, happy, and then all of a sudden, he put some face paint on, and now all of a sudden he's, whooping, he's gonna whoop up on Brock Lesnar or something. Like, give me a fucking break. Like, at the end of the day, he's still been bad. This is like the Undertaker is the only guy that I will allow to stay it away with the supernatural bullshit. You know what I mean? Here's the issue. Here's the issue. I think I, I think I can put it in words. Finn Balor, the regular character, the extraordinary man with with the extraordinary whatever shit they call him is okay with being aimless. But he has this split personality that he taps into when he needs to that is extremely dangerous. 
The problem is they have never shown the dichotomy of him and the demon. It's always been two separate entities. Right. So right. It does, if you if you if you played it and I'm I'm fantasy booking now, sorry. But if you played it as he he's so aimless because he has to stay that way or else the demon will like take Jekyll over. Hyde. Then like it made sense. What's but it just time? looks like he don't give doesn't care half the time. SummerSlam. Oh yeah, shit. SummerSlam feels like forever. It was about forever ago. It was like what six months. I mean, ago? when you, and I mean, especially I mean, when you, you have I mean, like ten shows in those like six ten months. Ten shows in those six months. Ted, well, you had ten shows in like yeah, two months, like, but yes. Yeah. Yeah, and it was a surprise then. It was never. Oh, that's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Oh, I can't even like, remember who he was wrestling. Baron Corbin because he's Baron been Corbin. wrestling Baron Corbin all year, nonstop. So there you go, though, right? Like, they're, it's so like even when they do right? utilize a demon, they like utilize against Baron fucking Corbin. No offense to Baron, but it was it was utilized correctly because it was essentially a. Uh, I'm tired of you. I'm gonna just watch you real quick. It was Venom eating somebody because he's tired. Of and that's cool, but then they kept wrestling. That's cool, but then they kept wrestling. Like you know what I mean? Like even like, though it was like, hey, get rid of them, and then they just kept going even after. Yeah, but that's the roster thing that's taking shape. By the way, how do y'all feel about the way they're using these new people? I love that, and we can actually talk about that, but I don't want to jump away from this topic because I just, I'm curious what you guys think about this. I said on Twitter that I think Finn will win the title. It's a little tongue-in-cheek. I think they, I'm going to say this so I'm blue in the face. I think they should. I think he should. Now, the problem is it's hard for me to wrap my brain around that because the difference between someone like AJ and someone like Daniel Wrestling a Brock Lesnar. In Daniel's case, he got the upper hand by kicking Brown in the balls. Okay? Otherwise, he was going to get his ass kicked. With AJ, it's a little bit different. He used a different style to get around Brock. But the thing about Finn is, he doesn't have any, like, outside of these little kicks and all these little, that's basically it. That's basically his offense, for the most part, is strikes and kicks. Brock Lesnar's a UFC fighter, guys. He's gonna, he can take a few kicks. What he can't do is take a kick to the balls. And all of a sudden, you're going to tell me now the demon has come out. Well, his offense doesn't change. It's just Finn Balor and face paint still doing kicks. So it's hard for me to buy into a Finn Balor win, even if he were to win the title. Have you ever watched Split? Yes. Yes. Remember when uh, Kevin turned into the Beast? Yes. Yes. That's Finn and the Demon. Like Finn's regular dude, when he becomes the Beast, he gets a little bit taller, gets a little bit right, stronger, right, right, right. and right, can right, climb right. walls. And it's 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 genuinely the supernatural effect, uh, you know. Of and some some somebody said on Twitter that reasons why um, Finn can be Braun, it's scripted. Oh, that's the only. It's reason. true. You oh, can script anything. Reason. You can script anything you want. Doesn't make doesn't mean like to make it'll make sense. But I I think there is a. This is just me. You know, I find the small stuff and things. There's a story to be told that Brock has his best matches and gets challenged more than ever by these small yeah, guys. Sure. Yeah. And he's gonna slip up one of these days because every single match he's had with small guys in recent times. It's happened. He's the reason it's gotten. He's they've gotten the best of him towards the end of the match, is because he underestimated them before sure. the match started. Sure. And one of these days is gonna catch up with him. So what <coughs> I proposed was the rehash of the Goldberg Eddie Guerrero story, that since Braun can't wrestle, 
and Vince screwed Braun out of the title match because Braun couldn't keep his temper in check. Finn, the underutilized but over-deserving star who hadn't got a chance to be in that spot in a while, gets to fight Brock at his at his peak powers. Um, Braun and Brock still got beef. That's not done. They're not. They're gonna remind us it's not done. Come match. Finn's going to do everything he can and going to get beat but be resilient like Finn always does. This and that. Braun going to come out of the crowd once the referee gets knocked down. He's going to win the power slam Brock three times or whatever it is. Coup de gras. Bing, bang, boom. It's just like it's No Way Out 2003. Well, I'll say that. It's well, not the only way I'm buying I'll say that. It's not the only way I'm because buying Because if anybody, if I feel like if and, anybody, and can, like, reach, anybody can, like, can, like, beat the shit out of a demon, it's probably Brock Lesnar. You know what I mean? I mean, that's and they know. Great, that's, and that's, that's, and Finn's not going to be the demon. Bryan won that's his first Daniel world Bryan title. The big show came out. The big show came out. Fucked Mark Henry up. Fucked Mark Henry up. But they broke his hand. Yep. Yeah. So that's fine. I mean, I'll be honest with you. As much as I'm not a big fan of Finn Balor, I'm still here for it. If that's, I'm not going to pop or mark out or anything. Just for a full-timer being champion and for Paul and Brock to take a long hike off a short pier. I think it's where a lot of us are. Um, I finished, but I, you, t- you tapped into something that I think we could talk about one day. We don't have to do it now. But Finn is, like, I really find it interesting looking at looking at these characters and thinking about their motivations and why they are who they are. And Finn as a character doesn't breed he doesn't seem like somebody doesn't care about Finn isn't nearly as interesting as Fergal Devin is as a person yes and you're talking about the character you're talking about Prince Devin yeah I'm saying Finn Finn Balor is not as interesting as Fergal is but Finn doesn't do anything that's why Finn has no motivations. Finn has no actual fuels. Well, that's what I'm saying. Finn, well, like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like that's, I think there's nothing more there. of himself. More of himself. And is but is it that they're not? Is it because I've 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 heard in interviews that Finn says he smiles all the time because he wants to project this image and do these things. Is are what we getting what Finn wants us to project or what Vince is telling him to do? I'd venture to believe that it's more on the Finn side than the Vince side. Like he said, Finn, Finn pinned Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns clean his first three weeks of, in his, of, of his career in the main yep. roster. Yep. Finn's done it all there is to do in the main roster. He got the immediate rock. He got the immediate rock. You don't get a push any quicker push or better than that. After he was number one pick in the draft. Sometimes I like to think to myself, what could have been if he had not gotten hurt? Well, that's why I want to see what I... And again, fantasy booking, I'm sorry, being a fan here. But that's why if projecting what I projected, that would lead to, if I could book, Finn Rollins for the title, Braun Brock in some no holds bar match that leads to Brock going away for a minute. You kill two birds with one stone, and you finally get the Finn Rollins feud we never got. And imagine building up to that spot where he's going to buckle bomb him again outside and like the call, it's just, it's just. I think it's a really, it would be, it would really behoove them to kind of go that path and get it all. As a token person who's not super high on either guy, they would really have to sell me on that. I'm the only person they would have to sell on that because everybody yeah. else is super high everybody on both of them. But like, man, I have so much more respect for Seth than I ever did before. I still don't give a fuck what Seth Rollins is doing. I don't care. I think a lot more. I think a lot more people are starting to feel like you, but I also 
goes to show that we're in the generation of microwave. Yep, man. You know I never cared about. You know I never cared about. You didn't, but but Seth was the IWC darling for years, and while Seth is still over, there's more than ever it's been a oh well you know Seth is cool and all, but Seth really is he really that great? Does he have wrestling oh, psychology? Oh, Seth's great. He's oh, got psychology. Great. I, just got psychology. I just don't like, care about Seth. Like, but I'm like, saying more people are starting to feel like you, whereas everybody was on the Seth except for you was on the Seth Rollins train from jump, and I find that interesting, much like Braun much like Becky, much like a lot of these guys who have gotten to that spot yeah, no, and once they get man, to the apex. No. You know what interests me you on that same me, token? That same man. Token, man. All anybody wanted to fucking talk All about is turn Dean heel, turn Dean heel, turn Dean heel. Oh, can I spit some fire? Now, no, nobody give him no fucks about him. Please do spit your fire. Please do spit your fire. Can I some fire on that? It bothers me personally that we as a fan base are so caught up in our own bullshit that we can't allow a very intricate, passionate, and deeply rooted storyline to play itself out because we didn't get what we wanted in the first two weeks. The the unraveling of Dean Ambrose as a person, as a character, was highly and extremely interesting but because we have built ourselves up for years that when she finally got to Dean Ambrose at heel, he was going to be John Moxley and do the, the Ledger Joker thing. And he was going to run roughshod over the, over the company. And instead, he's basically acting like a petulant, hurt child the other, the other way. But now that has caused so much disinterest in Dean Ambrose to where he's aim- he not only is he aimless, we don't know what he's gonna do uh, he's right now. He's being actively de as, as, as we speak in front of us, like actively de And that bothers me, man, because that story was great to me, and I appreciated the fact that they decided to do something different. Because tell me this, if they would have pushed Ambrose as Moxley, like he was back in the Indies, like everybody wanted him to be, would he be booed? I don't. I honestly don't know. I don't. I I don't know what the fans are gonna do anymore because the fans never do what you think they're gonna do. The fans never do what you think they're gonna do. I don't have a major opinion on Dean. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't think he's getting deep pushed. I really don't believe that. I don't think. I don't think. Do you think it's a cooling off? Maybe. I mean, it doesn't. Maybe. I mean, maybe this particular story that they went with, the way they went about Dean's heel turn, wasn't the way everybody expected it to be, I mean, whatever, but like, I don't think that's just like, he's still Dean Ambrose, you know what I mean, he's got goodwill, I think, and I don't think that he's gonna, this is the guy that was like their workhorse for however long, you know, so I just, yeah, I just don't think he's the guy who always overcomes shit booking. Sure, yeah, he can sure. turn yeah. chicken can shit turn into chicken salad, chicken as they say, right? And shows up to work every right. single so day. I don't think he's being right. de-pushed. And listen, it's WWE. Things can change, things can change on a whim. On so a whim. let's just not let's not be so certain that, you know, there's not something bigger in store for him now. Do you think they're sending him back to SmackDown, or are they sending Seth to SmackDown? You know, I'll be honest with you. I don't even want to try and speculate on any of that stuff right now. Because Seth. I can't keep up with whatever the fuck they're doing half the time anyway. But I, 
Seth and AJ are gonna be they're gonna keep Seth and AJ apart forever. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But in fairness, they can still shit Dean to SmackDown and just send AJ to Raw. I mean, AJ does. Vince loves AJ. AJ loves Raw. Meanwhile, the two people that they need to keep apart for a considerable amount of time, they never stay apart. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens? Of course. Them two motherfuckers just need to, like, not be on the same show for a good, solid year or two. Send Sami Zayn to UK for, like, six months. Man... Don't even have to send him nowhere. Let him, let him, him, uh, nowhere. Let let him, him call uh, his good friend El Generico for a couple of months. <laughs> okay. He's down at an orphanage, buddy. He's down at an orphanage, buddy. Yeah, right. just let him yeah, come back from his South American orphanage. Yeah, man, I don't know with Dean, guys. Yeah, man, I, I mean, I, I actually, I, like I said, I don't I think it's a deep push, but I don't think... I'm not sure there's a clear direction for him right now. And can I tell you why that upsets me? Can I tell you why that upsets me? Yes. I am tired of Dean Ambrose being the one that never has shit to do at WrestleMania. Except for that one year he was on the marquee. The one time. The one time. Every other year. Like, the one year that I was there, he got pushed to the fucking pre-show. Well, to be fair, we had to see Naomi Glow. Oh, I mean... I am not oh, I mean, hating on Naomi getting her shine because you know I am here for Boo. You know Even as ridiculous Even as, as that ridiculous fucking hotel spot fucking was, hotel spot I was, was still here for it. I was still because here they for are hashtag I love everything about relationship gold. Yes. The, oh, no, the only thing yes. about it that no, didn't make sense, I was on board with the whole fucking thing until the random paparazzi camera guy came because I'm just like, because I'm just bitch, like you on fucking bitch, television. Fucking like television. there's a television like, camera. A television right camera. there. Fourth wall, Kyle. Fourth no. wall, Kyle. No. no. no that's exactly what I mean. Women act like cameras on the camera for years. That's not a thing. Suspend your reality. Suspend your disbelief and all that stuff, Kyle. Because you know what we did back in the attitude era? We had GTV for this kind of shit. We had questionable GTV video footage that would have teased some kind of inappropriateness for weeks. Only for Jimmy to finally find the undoctored footage that shows his part at the end where he told Mandy that this could never happen. (laughs) Well, we just had that a couple months ago, remember, with Aiden and Lana. Yeah, but look at what happened to my boy Aiden. Bring bring Aiden back to SmackDown. I need his dulcet tones in my life. Um, Before we move to SmackDown real quick, because there's a couple things we want to talk about on SmackDown. We kind of moved off of this for a second to finish the fan conversation. But the but the NXT call-ups backstage, first and foremost, before we even get to them, yo, Lars having, supposedly having anxiety, anxiety attack. Anxiety that's, that's crazy. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I know oh, Lars has been getting some shit for some things he said in the past or whatever, but yeah, it's unfortunate past, still. Sure. That, that feel, it looked no, like there was yeah. something planned for him. I was going to say, if, what was, if the rumor of what yeah. they had thought about planning for him is true at all, I can totally understand having anxiety attacks. I'm going to talk about getting thrown to the wolves off the bat. Like, that's a pretty big wolf to get thrown to. But here's the question. I don't think he'll be punished for that because while they're petty, they're not savage people like well, that. And they're, and, a more. and they're a corporate business. No corporation wants to be seen as being insensitive to mental health issues. Yes. Exactly. 
But do you yeah. think? But but very clearly, it could affect his career because they might have felt like he's ready for stuff like that anymore. Yeah. If he or every time, time it's time to give him a big like, moment, it's like, oh, well, we really want to give him the intercontinental title, but like, if we give him the intercontinental title, is he going to be able to handle that, or is he going to like have a panic attack in the ring? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it right now. I think Lars Sullivan's gonna get his release in the next month. I think he's done. I think they at least let him I debut, and then they never do anything with him, and then he goes away. You say let him debut. He ain't showed back up since. He might not ever want to wrestle. Of course, him. they did stop the of video packages. The That's video more telling packages. to me than That's anything. More telling to me than anything. <laughs> you didn't see a single Lars Sullivan video package, and you saw all five of that mother motherfucker. Even right down to EC3, who just has all the makings of washing out a second time. See, I disagree with that, too. See, I disagree with that. I just think he feels like like such a cast-off. Like, he's just there. Here's my thing with this. Real real quick, real quick. Only because nobody knows why he's EC3. He's just EC3. You don't have the backstory with his rich... Uh, which is why, which is so, why so, I would allow him to be Ethan Carter the third, and you don't have to name who his rich aunt is. He can just be I'm Ethan Carter the third. I'm a snobby rich motherfucker who's got connections, and I used my connections to get a job here. But he has that catchy music, so he's gonna get cheered. So Man, he has to be fuck that. His Man, TNA fuck music that. was His way TNA better. Give me trouble with better. the finger wag any day. Right, but 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 at that time, at that time, he could have came out to the poppiest shit ever. He was Dixie's nephew. He was getting heat. Oh, yeah, I mean, no, oh, by the yeah, end, I mean, by no, the by end, he was TNA's golden boy. He was like their top face. No, no, I'm saying by the end. I'm talking about when he debuted. Oh yeah. And he was a he was a heel. He could he could have been the, the the best music ever, but he was Dixie's nephew, so he's getting. Yo, heat. man, trouble is great. This is a different trouble world. Trouble is a great thing. Trouble, trouble is a great trouble, thing. Trouble, 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 Anybody? Like Elias walked like around the crowd Ooh, doing nothing talk your talk. for weeks. Talk your talk. Like, talk your talk. And we're all of a sudden, we're like, oh, they've already, already buried him. He's buried. I'm like, really? Like, Elias literally Elias walked through the crowd the first time we saw him. We didn't know who it was. And then the second time, he played strums in the back. And now look at him. Look at him coming in here with some fire. I'm just saying, where is Elias now? Where is Elias now? Right? He is right. one of the most Tough. over guys they one have on that roster. And, and roster. listen, and, and if they listen, do it right, there are people, the people that they're calling up. EC3's got the potential, of course, because of who he is. I know you guys aren't big Lacey Evans fans, maybe, but Lacey Evans has got the potential with her, with her, with her getting. My only concern with Lacey, no, I think Lacey's going to be great. My only concern with Lacey is, was she in NXT long enough? Is she ready? Right. Lacey's going to be great. She's got amazing upside. I think that she has a higher ceiling, realistically, than Alexa and Carmella. Did Alexa and Carmella did because she, I think she's going to oh, yeah. be a better wrestler. I, think she's I actually think she has the highest ceiling of any of the call-ups. Honestly, because I think, like what you said with EC3, could easily be a washout. Lars, look at where this is going, right? 
I think heavy machinery is doomed to be a WWE comedy. They're going to be a comedy act, but they're already like Otis is already the goat, man. Like everybody's already talking about. Oh, they're fun. You know what I'm saying? They'll be tight shows. Let me tell you tales oh, about they're Jim. They're going to be pushed. I don't no, mean that. I just mean that because they're a comedy team, this is going to be one of the where it's like they're going to get pushed really, really far, really, really fast. And then when the comedy kind of wears out, they're going to be de-pushed just as quickly. Depends. I mean, I'm not saying this is exactly who they are. This team, like, too cool, right? Like, these guys went forever with that shit, you know, and they were absolutely a combo. I think the difference, the difference, right, I think the difference between Heavy Machinery and most other comedy teams are the other comedy teams do comedy to overcome, to overcompensate for the fact that they're not very good. Heavy Machinery was a good tag team that doesn't need the comedy. They just happen to be entertaining. And they're also huge, so they're not. They're going to be intimidating in the garden. I mean, I mark out every time Otis says, Oh, and and, uh, one more thing on Lacey. Um, If you worried about her Magnus becoming a problem, Jack Swagger literally had a dude say that the Eagles were sneaking yeah. over the border. The people. So, became the hottest man in the for a while. Here's the thing. I'm yeah. sure I'm so sure I'm saying, saying, I'm saying, I'm I don't know that it's as hardcore as we might think it is. It's not Randy Orton. No, it's not. It's a gimmick. You know? I'm talking the gimmick. Oh, the gimmick. Okay. Oh, the gimmick. Yeah, that gimmick yeah. is golden. That gimmick's going to get so much heat. So much heat. Not not because of its maggotness. That gimmick's going to get so much heat because there are a lot of women in the crowd. And I don't know about y'all, but the women in my life do not appreciate any woman trying to tell them how to be a woman. Right, yeah. Women can't wait to hate a woman for some shit like that. Yeah. I think, who are the other call? I know I'm missing. Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross. He'll be fine. Yeah, oh, yeah. with Sanity, she'll be fine. Easy three Lars. Nikki, Lacey, Nikki, 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 Heavy, Heavy Machine. Yeah, yeah, that's it, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah that's six it, right? Yeah. So outside of Nikki, Nikki has the potential. I actually think, and this, you guys may not agree with this, I think they need to keep Nikki away from Sanity. I really do. And the reason I why I say that is because they've done nothing with Sanity. Just to leave it alone. Nikki's singles career, but I think Nikki as an obvious part of the group just makes more sense. Well, I'll put it this way. Sanity needs Nikki more than he needs Let me. I'll put it even further. Enzo and Kaz and Carmella. They kept Carmella away for a reason because they saw star power. Now she's the only one still yeah. standing. Not yeah. saying that Killian, Alexander, Killian and Eric are talented because they're great. Killian being wasted. Killian being wasted. Well, you, well, you can blame Sawyer Foden for that. Yeah, because he went and got hurt. Yeah, because he went and got hurt. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. so much yeah. upside. I think I just think that I mean, the way they're doing these, like, okay, so this is the way debuts typically go. Outside of someone like Chris Jericho, who is like the exception to every fucking rule, and Elias, who it worked beautifully with. You have two options. It seems like with WWE and debuts. Three. You can come in and be a jobber. You can come in and be a jobber. You can come in and beat everybody, you like you always do, like for always months do. and months and months, at for least months nothing. And months and months Shout, out nothing. Brothers Clay. Shout out to Brothers Clay. You can, <laughs> or you can do what they're doing right now, which is this right slow, is like we're slowly introducing them. It's just little bitty things. Thanks, Rats. I'm watching the video. I'm watching the video. So this is what they're either they were going to do this, or they were just going to send fucking Lacey Evans out there, Easy Girl out there, have him squash local talent for three months, and we'd hate that too. 
So I prefer this because it's a slow introduction. But as we've said, and it's been a theme across the show, nobody wants to wait. Nobody wants to wait. They don't want to wait. They see you. Oh, he debuted and he didn't say anything. Oh, like all of a sudden, it's their careers over. Stupid. I appreciate. I appreciate that. For the first time in years. WWE said, fuck it. We're going to do some shit different. Yeah. Oh, this is they new. They told you they were going to. This is new. Yeah, this is new. But well, yeah. we're the authority. <laughs> we're the authority. So, this so is there you go. I mean, I think, I think the call-ups, yeah, I, I think they're handling them fine. I mean, there's plenty the of other stories that to whet the appetite while you wait for them to integrate themselves into the roster right now. Look at this Royal Rumble card, man. Royal Rumble card, man. Yes. Are we really concerned about Otis? Like, you know, like, does he have to be over right now? Does he have what to are be the like officially announced matches other than Finn, Brock, AJ, Daniel, and the card two Rumble. Here's, here's, here's the card. Men's Rumble, Women's Rumble, Brock versus Finn, AJ versus Brian, Ronda versus Sasha, um, uh, Oscar versus Becky, um, the Fatal Four Way for the Cruiserweight t- title. If you don't know who that is, that's Murphy, um, Hideo, Kalisto, Lucha Booty, and um, Tozawa. And then um, we got Rusev Day and Shinsuke. Okay. With a pop potential oh, for still a, a Mandy Naomi match in there, possibly. Yes, and, and of course, you can't forget the GOAT match, the match that we're about to talk about right now. Miz and Shane versus the Bar. <laughs> Fuck you, Shane McMahon. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. How dare you? You are ruining the Miz, and I am not here for it. Now y'all can have the rest of the segment. Y'all can have the rest of the segment. I don't. I don't think. I don't think they got through. Can you say it one more time? Fuck you, Shane. Fuck you, Shane. And take your dad off my goddamn television. I told you we were gonna hear that multiple times. We're gonna get it one more time before the day's over, I'm sure. Um, I so let me say this. I am one of the people who was, and after this we're gonna we're gonna gush over Andrade and Ray. So that's coming. Um, we don't have to spend much time on this, but I just find it funny because Kyle hates it so much. I was against the pairing because ultimately it has to lead to them splitting some kind of way, and Miz and Shane aren't interesting to me in terms of a the pairing of them as a, in a match situation. But they have really tried so hard to come off as an endearing friendship. And I'm sure they're really close in real life. Um, that is kind of cute now. And it's, 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 it, you know what it reminds me of? It re- you guys were watching back then. You remember when, when Eddie Guerrero was healed and right before he died, and Batista, he was trying to be friends with Batista because he won the title. And Batista kept making him be legitimately good, which was leading to Eddie really being good right. again. Yeah, I do remember that. This is what this reminds me of. This reminds me of, like, Miz. Everybody know Miz is going to turn on him. But I think maybe Shane really rubbing off on dude. It reminds me more of and when like, Eddie hit on China the first time. Hit on China like, the first time. Why? He had something he wanted, but it was going to lead to Mamacita. Mamacita. Like, well, let me ask you this, though. Like, well, let me ask you say this. that. What does say Shane that. have that Miz wants? Power. And the best and, and world trophy. Yeah, power, but he's never going to get power. Power. Actual power. Right? The only thing that he needs... Listen, the they, they should drag this out, then, if they're going to do that, because 
The one thing Miz probably wants that he hasn't had is another chance to be world champion. So you can't turn on Shane between now and WrestleMania if you're hoping for that to happen. You got to use Shane to get a title shot at WrestleMania, maybe. And then after you get what you want, then maybe you turn on Shane. You can't do that like this two weeks ago against the bar. You just can't do it. Otherwise, it's useless. But I don't. But you're saying you're acting like. But yes, what if Shane turns on me. See, that's what I that's think. One thing. That's what I think. What if Shane's just like, man, nah, fuck this. Like, I told you I didn't want to be your goddamn partner from the jump. I saw some problems I, and I, I rolled the fuck out. I am I not a performer. I'm, I'm almost 50 years old. I don't see that happening. That would be interesting if it did. I know, that's why I want it to happen. I know, that's why I want it to happen, but it won't. No. <laughs> here's here's my thing with all this. You guys, I okay. So like two years ago, we made predictions about what we thought would happen. It, it like in I think in 2017 or 2018, and I said okay, I think Miz will win the world title by the end of the year. I didn't get there. I didn't. I was not close. That ain't happened. He had a great year. That was the start. That year though was the start of the. That was the same year that the Talking Smack stuff happened. They had a long title, the IC title run, the great matches with Ziggler, that whole thing. That was one of his best years ever. I just want to put him down on that list of underappreciated talent. Absolutely, I agree. He underappreciated on television. He gets all kinds of opportunities to be in movies and no, you know, no, TV shows. I mean, underappreciated amongst the fan base. I don't mean. Yeah, I can see that. Like, yeah, amongst the company, yeah, the company sends the company him out to do all the PR. You can tell the company loves Miz. They allowed him to have his own reality show. Absolutely. Like, they love Miz. I mean, amongst the fan base. Because, like, especially within the IWC, like, before Talking Smack, Miz was a punchline to a lot of people. Well, because he's the three-star general, as Rich would call him. Yeah. Actually, Rich is a Miz guy now. Yeah, but, you know. Surprise, surprise. I'll bring him up again. Cody Rhodes done showed everybody three stars is all you need. Three stars can you. I disagree with that. I think Cody, Cody Rose and Miz are the exceptions to the rule with these fans nowadays. And it's because it's because Cody is so good at character work and because of everything else Cody... If Cody didn't... If Cody wasn't the proprietor of All In and AEW and all the things he's done over the past year and he was just Adam Cole doing the same things he was doing, they'd have turned on him a long time ago. But because they feel like he's a conduit to what they want, they deal with it. But Rance, that's just because, like we talk about every week, the IWC doesn't want to admit to itself, but they will pay for a character before good wrestling. That's word. That's They will. They will. They want to pretend that they only care about the in-ring. But you look at all these three-star classics that we were just talking about. Cody is a character who's really fucking interesting. Joey Ryan sells out all those indie shows, not because he's putting on five-star matches, but because dick flips are interesting. It's a gimmick. It sells merch. 
Lucha. I'm with you. I wish y'all could have seen his face right now because that was the smarmiest. <laughs> I'm telling y'all the truth. Well, here's the thing. I've ever well, seen I don't even have to respond to this because I don't even have to respond to this because everybody that knows me knows that I can. If you can put on a great story, I don't give a flying shit about how get your mind shit. You can go out there and tap each other. Slap fight each other for five minutes. If you told me a great story, I'm not even worried about your match that much. You ain't got to blow me away. You don't need to do all the shit that... And listen, y'all are about to gush over a match that did all the great things, all the greatness, right? And that's perfectly fine. That has their place too. But I still am taking my stories over my matches. The matches, the stories. I need, I need a story. I'll watch a fucking arm wrestling contest if you book it right. I'm just saying. I'll watch a Russo special. A fucking pole match if you book it right. You buy yourself on that If you book it right. Before y'all move on, back on the topic though. I just think that they have... I don't know if drop the ball is the right word. I just think they went in the wrong direction with Miz. Because they did. Right. Well, I mean, some people don't think that. what direction to go in. And Rance and I stand for Captain Planet. Don't get a, don't get us wrong. We are here for Captain Planet. Because Captain Planet has said what we've been saying on the edge for years. Which is that the fans are fickle as fuck and they don't know what they want. Fickle. But, we told them what they should do. They should... They come let the Miz dethrone AJ Miz Styles and made him a dominant heel champion, and they should have finally let Daniel Bryan win the Royal Rumble and face Miz, who he had never beaten up to that point, and then have Daniel finally get the monkey off his back. I was on the show frequently when we were talking about this stuff, so I remember. That's what they should have fucking said. <laughs> yeah. That's what they should have yeah. You on the show frequently? Yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah. I remember this conversation, though, because you guys know I've been all on this with the Miz. Like, this is the way they should have gone with it. And a lot of us say, and we sound just like the same wrestling fans who are like, they should do this. But we're actually right, so that's the difference. So that's yeah. Obviously. Don't forget it. It wouldn't be Don't listening to our show if they didn't know that we were right. We the only right. people who are right the more often than us right are the targets. <laughs> Boy, you bet. Journalism. This is the point of the show where we give all difference to the Tongans. You are right. We are wrong. Um, Andrade versus Ray, man. First and foremost, Andrade, no Cien Almas. Cool with it or not cool with it? Not give cool a shit not cool with it. Andrade Cien Almas. It's a mouthful, but it's cool as fuck. What'd you say? What'd I said you I don't give a shit. I said I don't give a shit. Because I don't give a shit. Like it's just a name. Let me tell you why normally this normally I don't care, but why this one just irks me very slightly. This one irks me very slightly because they made it a point to point out the fact that his nickname was part of his name. It was never <clears> just Andrade Almas. It was always Andrade C.N. Almas, which let us know that they wanted us to, to, to pronunciate every syllable of the name. Because CN isn't his middle name. Well, it's, always in quote. Yeah. it's just his nickname, yeah. right? But they but yeah. it's always been a point to focus on that. So taking it away kind of kills the whole point of the the reason it was named. Changing Adrian Neville's name to Neville is cool because people get called by their last name a lot. Rusev and Cesaro, cool. Elias is interest, is more interesting to me when I look at it than Elias Samson because Elias sounds like the guy I would go watch at a bar. 
and stuff like that. Big E, for what he does, you can see a guy <laughs> lotioning himself up with syrup as Big E, not Big E Langston. Like, all the other ones seem to have made sense. But this one doesn't make sense because of how much you pushed the last name and, and the nickname. But, so, and it also low-key de-emphasizes his Latino-ness. It really does. Like, Andrade is still a Hispanic name, for sure, but, like, you took... All of that other shit all out. Of that other shit this out. is why I don't think it's that big of a deal. First of all, I get your point. You really great points. And I don't think you're reading into it too much. I think those are great. Whatever. The reason why I don't really doesn't bother me that much is because I think it Andrade. I'm going to call him Andrade. You guys call him whatever you want. I'm just going to call him Andrade. Well, he's Andrade. So I think that Andrade is just going to be just fine. And for the simple fact that, one, he's still got Zelina Vega by his side, and two, what you guys are about to talk about right now, this motherfucker puts on nothing but fire matches. And in a in, in a yeah. company in, right in now, company in a world, right now, in a wrestling world, fandom where you see so much focus and people so just want to see amazing matches, amazing you could matches. call him... You could call him Shit staying on toilet paper, on and as long as he can go out there and, and put on these fucking matches, you know, nobody cares what his name is. Right. You know, I'm you right. And what's so impressive is he can do it with literally anyone. Yes, literally anyone. Doesn't matter who you put him in the ring with. He's one of those guys who finds a way to raise his competition. Raise his competition. And I think the the important thing that none of us have noted yet is that them changing his name almost guarantees you that Vince sees something in him because that means that Vince is touching him. Vince is looking at him and saying, I want to make a change. You make a little tweet. You got new gear. You stay getting new gear. Well, hey, hey, him and Zelina stay fly. (laughs) That's true. They got a million, they got a million of them clothes. And I I will say this. I will say this. I love that fucking entrance where he comes out with the La Sombra mask. Oh, yeah. Whip that shit off. And, oh, I can't wait to Mania when he had... I can't wait to Mania when he gets the pyro back. Because the uh, entrance without the pyro is stupid. Yeah, no, I, I, I love it. Because yeah, no, he's just, he's just like, look, look like he's just humping the ground. But when he has the pyro, it makes sense. AEW has pyro. Um, AEW has pyro. No, but um, seriously, no, though. No, hey, the revival of the Kenosis might be able to No, but seriously, though, no, that seriously match though, with, oh, I'm sorry, Mysterio, the mechanics and Mike Bennett. Uh, that match with Mysterio uh, was my TV match of the week. My TV match of the week. Straight fire. Straight fire. Um, the two of them um, have amazing chemistry. The two of them have amazing chemistry. I was mildly missed was that mildly they were just, you know, were just, giving it to us know, already. Giving it no to kind us of already. program, because no I would love a program between them. Um, but, um, but sign me up for more of that. Sign me up for more of that. Every now and then it's cool to get one of those. And, yes, you shouldn't be shocked that they have chemistry because they got like 17 generations of wrestling between them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, luckily, we're just oh, in an era luckily, where... And they're both natural luchadors. Well, Rey Mysterio has well, apparently Mysterio either A, found the fountain of youth, or B, is just B, all up on some roids and some special shit. And either way, I'm here for it. Well, his news are helpful. So, it's fine. Maybe he went on that Edo diet shit that we see in the news all the fucking time. 
No, what it is is he went to Tijuana. <laughs> he got Tijuana right, right, right outside of Tijuana. Keep mind something about yes. Ray here. I just want to touch on this. I know you guys want to gush on the match. I saw about half of it. I haven't seen it all. I got caught in the middle trying to watch part of it. So I haven't got a chance to watch the whole match, and I will because when I hear is when everybody gushes over shit, I will go back and watch. But what I saw was excellent, of course. But I want to just touch on one thing about Ray real quick. Just no less than a week or two ago, just people no were just talking about how Ray is just a guy. Now he's just a guy on SmackDown. And first of all, I disagree. Second of all, even if that was the case, that's fine with me. Ray is capable of putting on a great match for anybody. And Ray also, I mean, he shouldn't. It's not like Ray should be the world champ. He should be there to be the world champ. He's a three-time well, I mean, like right now, he should be. Right now, he should just be a guy that's in there to put on great matches, a.k.a. like a John Cena is right now. John Cena's in there to kind of help push people, put people over. And, you know? All the motherfuckers, John, Ray, Randy, Jeff, that's what the fuck, that's what the fuck they should be there for. These motherfuckers are in their mid-40s on the low end. Yeah. Jeff is only like 39, Jeff but Jeff's also like been wrestling since he was like 15. Jeff so like, wrestles like he's 59, bro. Well, he is like 59 in dog years. In dog years, yeah. But like, no, like, they are, no, these like, are old fucking men that are holdovers in some of their cases from, because I'm going to include Ray in this, these are holdovers from two eras ago. Not even the ruthless aggression era. Jeff and Ray holdovers from fucking attitude era. Yes, they are. Because Ray was on ECW and on Nitro for a long time. I remember Ray when he was unmasked. Yeah. And before he was unmasked, when he was masked. Yes, I remember when Ray <laughs> lost his mask. I believe it was Chris Jericho. I don't remember who beat him to unmask him. I want to say it was a mask versus hair match. It was Kevin Nash. I, all I remember when I think of I, Ray and Kevin Nash is, is Kevin after he Nash lost the mask. Lawn dart. Like a fucking lawn dart. Like a fucking lawn dart. But yeah, I mean, that, like, you guys feel free to gush over the matches as much as you want. I just wanted to point that out because I feel like there's, there's something like, I don't, it's back to the fans, right? I don't understand. I can never, this is why I don't like to just sit and chill on too much because I don't, I don't understand. I can't shit on what I don't understand. Because the real problem, Carl, is what Rance was saying before. There's no making them happy because if Ray was world champ, then they would bitch about how here you got this old guy coming in and taking the shine from the new generation. And this is why they can't create new stars because these legends all come back and get pushes so they don't push somebody and it's like well wait a minute why is so and so just another schmuck on the roster which fuck one is it well okay perfect example until until what the the authority came i'm sorry until the mcmahon family came back and deemed us three times andrade hadn't said it hadn't been on tv for like months right so imagine if if Ray would have won the title at that point. Well, Ray's here, and Ray come back and walk into the title, but Andrade can't even get on TV. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I think I think they want something in the middle, which I understand, by the way. But they don't know what it is that they want in the middle, and that's the problem. No, I think what it is is they want the. I think you're you're you're. Think about it in inverse it. They want everything on the opposites, but realize that they can't have both. So instead of just detracting themselves, they just keep saying both on the opposites. Right. Yeah. That's right. fair. Yeah. 
because you can't have both. Like, everybody can't be champion. In a match with two people, both guys can't lose. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> right, right. Somebody got to lose. You know what I mean? But, um, uh, one thing we had on the list for tonight is, oh, so it's time for everybody's favorite segment. Yo, y'all, I'm not actually going to shit too I'm hard on Ring of Honor. I'm actually going to pay them some yes, compliments today. And we're going to shit on them, Well, I mean, yeah, but there's well, always I mean, room to yeah, shit on them. there's always room um, to shit on them. Let's start um, with the compliments. Start compliments, with the compliments to Ring of Honor for trying to go Honor out there and sign some top-level talent. Top they level just talent. recently brought they in Ruth, one of the godfathers of Los Ingobernables, the, the main Los Ingobernables, uh, not De Japón. Um, he was one of the men who taught... That's a fist that's not He was one of the men who taught Tetsuya Naito how to be tranquilo, y'all. So, like... So like that's a huge signing a to get him away from Mexico. That's a huge signing. And it hurts uh, MLW because Rush with Roosh was signed to a match at a big show, WrestleMania weekend for MLW. He can't do nope, it. No, but you know what show he nope, can do WrestleMania weekend? WrestleMania weekend? That G was Supercar. So. That's so, a big move. It also, they've signed a lot, they've of, signed people. A lot of people, and they've, they've signed, signed a lot of luchadors, which, as someone who appreciates Lucha Libre, I totally am okay with that. The two luchadors they signed are excellent Lucha Libre wrestlers. Bandito's amazing, and Roosh is amazing. Mark Haskins is really good. Brody King is really good. PCO is insane. Somebody else I'm missing that they just signed to. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, Tra- Hot Sauce Tracy Williams. However, like, that, New Japan, that, 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 however, that New Japan influence is creeping in because everybody in and their motherfucking brother is in a goddamn faction. So if you haven't been watching Ring of Honor, um, after, at their most recent uh, tapings, Juice, is, is Juice has been, I guess, pushed to do more Ring of Honor shows this year. So Juice came over and they had some matches or whatever. And Juice started this new... Stable was, of course, his right-hand man, David Finley. Um, shout out to, to Neil Dashwood, who's been healed of her psoriasis or whatever she had. She's in it. And then you add the three new guys, Hot Sauce Tracy Williams, Bandito, and Mark Haskins, and they're called Lifeblood. And they're supposed to bring back the honor of Ring of Honor. Why everybody new got to be in a stable? Because you just threw PCO and Brody King in a stable with Marty Scurll. Why are we doing stable wars? I told you, man, it's that New Japan you, influence. Man, everybody in New Japan's in a stable, so now everybody in Ring of Honor gonna be in one too. <laughs> There's only one stable that matters in Ring of Honor, and who are they, sir? Um, SCU. The Kingdom. They're not there anymore. The Kingdom. Oh, that's right. I forgot oh, the Kingdom. Right. I forgot the Release the balloons. That's right. When those balloons when those balloons come from us from under the ring, like I get so hyped. Dude, no, I mean I I still mark when Taven comes out with the staff and he bangs the staff. Um on beat, like I'm just like so fucking hard. So hard. You know what you know who does that for me in the same scenario? This is the part of the show where Carl has nothing to say. Nope. Uh, <laughs> not a damn thing. Not a damn thing. 
in Rhea Ripley's music when she comes out and she does the stomp at the cue of the. Uh, I mean, I'm just a fan bro, of anything. That she like does something. Like like I'm all about some pomp in your entrance. That's why, like, like, that's why I loved. I loved when Mike Kanellis was on the indie scene. I loved Maria's intro to intro for him about I am the first lady of professional wrestling. Do you believe in miracles? I believe. And the music, yeah. it was just so was, over yeah. the top. Everything about it was so, it was so excessive, but it worked. Excessive, but it works. So I, I, I think it's interesting to me. AEW, the one thing that they've done is they've kind of shaken up. Created hype. Scene. Created hype. They've, they've created hype, but I mean, everybody on this shit now. Ring of Honor signing everybody. Impact is trying their best. To re-up people oh, because oh, because they're trying because the Lucha Brothers Pentagon and Phoenix they like they are trying so hard AW to get them Shane Swerve Strickland just left MLW and was was Swerve gone with uh, MJF signing with AW eventually you know who else just and then losing out Rouge that somewhere. hurts Core Bowers group you know who else just signed somewhere this person signed with New York my boy Trevor Lee. My boy Trevor Lee. NXT bound. NXT bound. So Trevor Lee's NXT bound. Kushida's probably gonna be NXT bound. Yeah. Kushida's gonna be Kushida your token guy. Sign me up right the fuck now. Right the fuck now. Take my damn money. Take my damn money. So Carl. Yeah. When yeah. you when you see Kushida, I don't. I know you've seen a match of his because I've shown you some new Japan yeah. stuff. Yeah. But when you see a match of Kushida's, you'll love. Uh, Kushida is everything that they advertise today ought to be. But with a smile on his face. Ooh, another Finn Balor? You gonna smile at Finn Balor for me? But he's well, got a fun Marty McFly jacket. Okay, I need to that. Hold on. Hold the, on. The the irony is, was it Kushida and Finn Apollo 55? I think so because Kushida so, was time splitters with Alex Shelley, and that's why he wears Alex the Marty Shelley, McFly gear. And, and also right. why his that, finishers why are the hoverlock and back to the future. Back to the future, yes. But before that, 55. God, I can I can hear Josh in my ears saying, "Ranch, you should know this." Apollo 55 was... No, Taguchi. Okay. Uh, but I was going to say, it would be hilarious that you said just like Finn Balor. And, of course, his tag team partner used to be Finn Balor. <laughs> that would be funny. But, no, that's not the case. Well, I look forward to anything that they're, anything anybody they're bringing in just to check it out. So that's not You'll out. like Trevor Can, can we talk about like his caveman look? Just for his caveman look. Like, yes. he wears plain and black trunks, but, but he's got, like, long ass, lives in the forest hair. And well, I'm familiar with Trevor Lee, though. I'm familiar with him a little bit. Trevor, Trevor, Lee, Trevor Lee's dad was the guy who created Omega with the Hardys. Yes. yes. So he's essentially like a baby Hardy. Okay. But, like, okay. he put it together he so much faster so in terms faster of, like, in he can go in the ring, he but he's got Matt's understanding of how character work works. Yes, he's not a talker yet, but he gets all the other stuff. And if, if Lee signed, where's is Andrew Everett coming to? Yeah, no, I think Andrew yeah, Everett's still no, with Ring of Honor. Oh, did he sign? I didn't know he yeah, signed. Yeah, I think Ring he's with Ring of Honor. He was at least he was in there like Future of Honor tournament. I'm pretty sure. Well, that that's another great sign. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure Everett's with ROH. Sure Everett's with ROH. Can we take a moment just to acknowledge how great NXT has been? 
not just in ring, but in terms of everything they're doing. We have our first performance center outside of the United States. That is huge. That's that. I'm forgive me for being Hyperbolic. maybe I'm drinking Kool Aid. Maybe I'm being happy. Yeah, sure. Maybe I'm drinking the Kool Aid heavy. But that's bigger than the announcement of AEW. To me. I mean, it'll have more. That's the true globalization. It'll have more long-term have ramifications that are more evident. Um, AEW could AEW turn could out to be a bigger deal years down the road if it's successful. But performance center in another country is going to have tangible effects. Effects. Pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. And then Walter debuting. Carl, I don't, I don't think you've ever seen yes, Walter I have. wrestle. Yes, I, have. I know about Walter. My I know about Walter. Boy, let me tell you. And then the beautiful, the beautiful, the beautiful music he comes out to. It, oh, dog. Like, I'm already I'm on board so with that. You ain't even got to sell me on him. I already know about him. My man. Walter and Pete Dunne is going to be the most ridiculous match that WWE might have ever seen. The brutality of... If if you watched Blackpool and you saw how brutal the Joe Coffee p Dunn match was, like, times two, times two that. That's going to be done in Walter. So... It's been a it's been a hell of a week in wrestling, man. It's aren't they always though? Aren't they always aren't though? They? Well, not always, but, but because can you can you, when y'all say Road to WrestleMania in Vince's voice? Now I'm gonna give that one to Brother Carl. He does a way better Vince than me. <laughs> Am I doing like the goddamn pal? <laughs> that is that he's a the road yeah. to WrestleMania. That's the best I could do. Exactly, <laughs> we're on that. So yes, every business is picking up. I have tickets. To Elimination Chamber, we didn't even talk about this. The women's tag titles. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're gonna yeah, get some heat for not uh, talking about that. Probably. We better touch on them. Design for the belts. I mean, decent design for the belts. There's something uh, different. They don't look identical to every other fucking belt they have. Predictions for the for the six teams. Probably Bailey and Sasha. The iconic. Um, Mandy and Sonya. Uh, Sonya. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Somebody from the Riot Squad. Yeah. Riot. Yeah. Uh, Tamina. 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 And Naomi. Yeah. And, uh, and then Naomi uh, and Carmella, bet you. Uh, that could be. Who did you say? They could, oh, they could swerve you with somebody different. With I don't know. Different. I don't know. But it, but they said she said three Raw, three SmackDown. Carmella and R-Truth. Carmella and R-Truth. Oh, well, he, he'll, he'll definitely do it. Um, I'll be there live for that, and if Carl can make it down here, he'll be with me. Um, I'm hyped for that. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm hyped that we got Carl back for a show. I mean, I I'm hyped. I mean, I I'm hyped. That, that's great. That, that's I'm hyped for great. myself. I'm hyped for myself. I'll put myself over. Pat yourself on the back. Um, uh, Barry Horowitz. <laughs> Hi guys, you want to give me anything else, or you want to get on out of here? Um. Um. No, I have nothing else no, for I them. No, I have nothing else for them. The floor is your, yours. Say anything else you want to before we get out of here. Anything else? Mm, I love you all so much. I'm sorry I'm not here all the time. I'm gonna. I'm not even gonna I'm say gonna, I'm not even gonna that. Say oh man, I can't wait that, to come oh, back. Man, God knows. Come back, God but knows. you have my but word that I will try to be back. Try to be back soon. more often than not. More often than not. We'll get them back eventually. We'll get them back Things are. Things are. I got my, my school's back in session, but if things work yeah, out with my job situation, I'm going to have a weekday off. 
so I might be able to actually show up instead of working like how it's been. So that might actually make it easier. Wednesday is supposed to be the day if I take this new job. So we'll just have to see. And then that would leave me a lot. That would definitely keep me open for Wednesday night podcasts. Just saying. It's when we guys usually record Wednesday or Thursday. Oh, it'll be Wednesdays because oh, I have be classes Wednesdays on Thursday night. There you go. I got class on Wednesday night, Kyle. I got class on Wednesday night, Kyle. So here I am. So here I am. Yeah, but like, yeah, but like, I'm lazier than you. I'm lazier so than you. Yeah, I don't know. Oh no, yeah, you have two small children. The thought of that is enough to make me want to climb up to the roof of my house and jump off. My house. Fair enough. Fair enough. Like, I wish I could tell you guys about the last two days with these two small children. I'll save that for another day. It's been a. Well, in the meantime, well, in here's the what meantime, I'll leave our guests I'll with. Our guests follow with. Carl follow on Twitter. Carl don't follow Twitter. us don't on Twitter because we don't tweet Twitter, too much. But you can find Carl. Can fuck that. Follow Carl. me. Where is that again, Carl? Where is that again, Carl? At Outsider Curvin. K-E-R-V-I-N. And the theme for my Twitter this year, at least for the next few months, is hashtag shitposting2019. And I mean it. I'm coming I mean after it, everybody. Coming after don't, everybody. Don't 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 give me hot takes. Don't, don't, give, me hot don't give me hot takes right now, guys. I'm telling you right now. I'm, right now. I'm coming after you. Carl's feeding the trolls, y'all. Carl's trolls. Yeah. If you got something to say, let's go. Bring it. I'll fight back. I'm ready. I'm not gonna feed the trolls, though. You can find me at Doctor S'mores. And you can find your boy at It's Ray Cash. R E Y as in Mysterio. C A S H as in dollars. Um, you can find the show at Outsiders Edge SS. Um, don't forget that we're a part of the Social Suplex, Social Suplex Podcast Network. We have a new ProWrestlingTees.com store. Check that That's out. That's really why I came we back. I was able to funnel some money into my pockets. Yeah, I'll be sure to send you your opinion. Thank you. Thank uh, you. <laughs> yeah, but you're going to have to pay me back the other 45 cent for the forever stamp. Son of a bitch. Um, Son of a bitch. <laughs> Um, and we're also sponsored by powerslam.tv go check that out over a thousand hours of indie wrestling content we are also a member of the social suplex podcast network the chair shot the chair shot I'm telling you man medicine is a bitch where yes the chair shot radio network where you do what now always use your head which clearly you're not doing right now but it's okay because you don't feel good hey the fact that I got through this hour and a half two hours and talked as much as I did. Yeah, see, I'm I'm playing her for y'all. You know what though? Um, you, know you know what though, brother Rance? You know what though, brother Rance? Yes, sir. Even if you had Even fucked up this whole show, it's all right. It's all right. Because at the end of the day, we're just a few young men out here doing the best that we can in the world, trying to make this place a little bit better. A little bit better. And every now and then, and we might fuck then, up. And we might say some things that get you all salty or sad or somehow make you feel some, some kind of way. And that's all right. And that's because even if we did that, y'all, we're just out here chasing our dreams. You got to respect that. But if you don't, we just don't give a fuck. Fuck them. Thanks for listening. Thanks we'll catch listening. y'all next time. See you next week. I'll be here. See you next week. I'll be here. Cut that out of the box. <laughs>